0: But what if we say it to people who aren't gamers?
1: Well, they—they're not allowed to listen to our podcast. What is up, fellow gamers? Wait, well, they're not allowed. They're no, not if allowed? you're not a gamer, turn this off. Uninstall Jeez. your <laughs> phone. Get out. Uninstall I don't want you Uninstall your, you your here. phone. I don't want <laughs> you listening to my words. You guys have phones. You, phone? you can listen to my parts. Person. I accept any and no. all people. No, not allowed. <laughs> Just nothing. I'm in charge. <laughs>
2: All right, what are we doing today now that you're in charge? We a podcast. Let's go. Aaron start. <laughs>
3: All right, well, he's gone. Welcome to the forecast, everybody. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Sneaking in under the wire.
1: All
4: good. And then when he's editing, he's totally just going to use that instead. I he mean, should use he this
3: instead. He might. Yeah. Welcome to the All forecast right, episode 104. What
2: are you doing?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are you doing? I'm Owen, and I'm starting off the podcast. <laughs> no. Get out of here, guy. Go on, get. Get. Hey everyone, welcome to The Forecast, episode 104. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from video games and board games, to film and TV, to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash community, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at WeAreTheHorizon.com. We have a bunch of additional content there. Uh, in addition, we've also been doing some book casts as well as some community casts. So make sure you check those out. Additionally, everything we talk about, we put into our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron and I am joined by some additional peeps this week. Jake. Hello, that's
3: me. Hi. Caleb. That's me. Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non binary pals. And Alex.
4: I just want to say this noise suppression is so good that I cracked this beer open and it didn't even activate my microphone. <laughs> wow. You're I'm doing jealous.
1: alcohol during the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, I okay we two shots deep. Mr. Hey, Mr. Okay, two okay, Shots that's Deep over here. probably getting <laughs> well, it been, out.
2: It could have been <laughs> shots of water. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, like maybe shots. I got shot. Oh, now he's
1: Maybe he's like
3: 50 <laughs> cent, you know, just walking into the booth, bloodied up. You're just like the most
4: manly man I've ever seen in my life. You got shot that's, twice.
3: It's like mean. a freaking man. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing the Walked
4: podcast.
2: Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it's it depends on where you get line shot. Work. If it's just like, if you get shot, but it just kind of like the bullet kind of grazes your flesh. I mean, did you get shot? I get, probably, right? <laughs> still counts. I, so I would if, say yes. If you have two flesh grazes, you know, like on the shoulder or something you're probably fine you could just walk it right off you would be okay true so true see
1: so maybe that's how jake got shot we there's really no way of knowing is the problem
4: <laughs> maybe he got like like shots like at the doctor
1: mm, i finally got vaccinated <laughs> yeah that would make sense you yeah. went
4: against your anti-vaxxer parents and got vaccinated <laughs> now during a mm.
1: pandemic <laughs> I'm Good not going to get
2: polio anymore. <laughs> Good thing this is
4: the first episode they're going to listen to.
2: Hey, let's uh, yeah. start with uh, what we usually start with, which is Alex time 1.5? 1.6? 1.6? All right. I think Grace us with, with some Alex time 1.6.
4: Yeah. So uh, continuing the trend of top of the decade, because that's the only thing that's in Alex time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, it becomes this... 2.0. This podcast we have Quentin Tarantino's top movies of the 2010s.
1: Wow. Please tell me they're all just his movies.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Dunkirk coming in at number two, his second favorite movie of the why 2010s. Why did we
5: start at number two? <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: why? <laughs> so because
4: because ten through three and number one are non-disclosed. Wait, but what? his. His second favorite movie of the, the 2010s is Dunkirk. We don't know what the others are. This is a bad list. <laughs> is what this is list? The list of this the
0: list? Why is this a list? It just we know is. Dunkirk's at two, but that's the only thing we know.
4: Yeah, we know it's at two. It's not his favorite of the 2010s. We second don't know what favorite. it is. But it's his second favorite movie of the 2010s. We also
0: Who? don't know what three through 10
4: are. We also don't know what three through 10 are. No. Who
2: published this mm. list?
4: Oh, I just found an article, man.
2: Please tell it's, me it's just him. It's just on, yeah. on his own personal blog. <laughs> it's, just a bu-
4: it's just a bunch of people commenting on how he said that was his second favorite movie. <laughs> no. It's a bunch of articles saying it's his second favorite movie of the decade. Excellent. Just because he said people. it like once. Objectively. Yeah, he probably did. Super he also hand. said Ad Astra's bad. So you got no. that. <gasps> you, know, that's not, you know, that's not in the top 10.
1: That hurts me a little. Well, bit. maybe it is. Maybe he just has like a really low opinion of all movies. <laughs> He's like they're all bad except for Dunkirk. So Ed I mean, Astra's
2: actually like in there. That that sounds a little bit like Tarantino where he would just judge everything poorly.
4: Mm, yeah.
2: But still have poor movies in his top 10. I could see but, that. But yeah, he,
4: he uh he cited Ad Astra specifically because he said Dunkirk is the right type of confused to be in a movie, and Ad Astra is the wrong type of confused to be in a movie. <laughs>
2: mm.
4: Okay, fine. Interesting. I have not seen either one.
2: Yeah, big same. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, what have you been playing lately, and Jake, we're going to start with you this week. What have you been
1: we're playing? are going to start with me? Now I'm scared. I know. I know.
2: <laughs> so a bunch of us have
1: been getting into Elder Scrolls Online. I'm going to punt that, though. To someone else. Because I, I feel like I've played it the least. Uh, ESO being Elder Scrolls Online. I don't know. We just randomly, a bunch of us, started playing it again. I don't really know what happened there. Uh, but I also, even before that, part of the reason I got into it is I was just, like, feeling stressed. And I wanted, like, a safe game. So I started playing, like, Fallout 4 with a bunch of mods. And, like, I went back to Skyrim. And I don't know. I'm playing Skyrim on the Switch. I don't know how long it's been since you guys played vanilla Skyrim, but yikes.
5: Yeah, is
1: wow, <laughs> nice. rough. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, like well, dragons just like bounce off the ground. Sometimes they'll just like nosedive and then bounce right back up. Yeah, I had a big issue where they like to fly backwards a lot. Yeah, it I had that before. Memory out the ass. <laughs> yeah. Real, just really poorly optimized. Yeah. And then I mean, one it... thing I always forget about is the NPCs can do like execution moves. Which, like, I'll be going around, like, I'm playing on, like, a higher-ish difficulty, because, like, I've played Skyrim so much. I'm like, yeah, put it on, like, master difficulty. I'll be at, like, 75% health, and I'll get hit by this bandit, and I'll be like, yeah, he killed you in one hit. Like, you're dead now. <laughs> they just do an execution move, and I'm like, okay. okay that doesn't know. seem fair, but okay.
0: I don't remember that at all. No, it
1: it has happened a lot. Like it might be huh. just because I like this is the first time I've A cranked the difficulty this high and B actually used light armor. Mm. Both of which are
2: contributing to me just instantly getting killed <laughs> by everything. But it's not fun. It's pretty bad. Uh for what it's worth, I think PC players evolve where they are not playing vanilla Skyrim. They're not playing modded Skyrim. They're playing modding Skyrim, yeah. which is mm-hmm. the real End game for Skyrim.
4: It's my favorite it's, Skyrim it is. type.
2: It is. It's the best if you can pile on mods until you walk up to a rock wall And you see the best-looking ivy you've ever seen in a game and then all of a sudden Thomas the Train Flies over the top and choo-choos I mean you, you have you have arrived, <laughs> Dude, okay? You're joking, but there is something satisfying about putting mods
1: and mods and mods on something and then finally getting it to launch smoothly that might be the most satisfying gameplay experience. You
0: you did leave out the final piece, which is not playing
4: it. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Oh, yes, as soon you never as as actually it runs.
1: Play. You get through the tutorial to make sure it doesn't
2: crash, mm-hmm. and then you
1: close it for another year. Yes. Yes, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much.
2: Important. It's very satisfying, honestly. <laughs> it's magical. Uh Caleb, how about you?
0: So, like Jake said, some ESO. Uh, also I've been going back through an old backlog of games to play. And I tried a bunch of games, and a lot of them are bad. <laughs> uh, and then I played Braid, which I hadn't played You've never before. played Braid? Right, yeah. I, I, I remember starting Braid, and then stopping like three levels in, a long time ago. Wow. But I decided I'd actually play through and finish it. And that game is pretty solid. The final level, very, very, very cool. Yes. The rest of it is pretty good. I'm I think that perfectly sums up that game. Actually,
1: <laughs> the ending levels neat. Everything else is pretty good.
0: Yep.
2: Alex, isn't that one of your favorite games?
4: That's one of my favorite puzzle games, I think. Is yeah. it? I don't know. Jonathan I Blue? really liked it. Yep. it is Jonathan Jonathan blow.
2: Blow. and it doesn't mm. blow. Get Batman. Batman. <laughs> Remind me to put a drum kit right there. Just Please like that. Gonna...
1: Yeah. Ba-dum-sh. Yeah,
2: that's
3: it. Okay. Uh, Owen, how about you? What have you been playing? Free Civ Six, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've been doing some Civ Six uh, in prep for the DLC that dropped today. Mm. So uh, just kind of playing a couple rounds of that uh, with my girlfriend, which has been taking forever. Because as anyone that plays Civ knows, uh, you end up just kind of in that one more turn cycle for about three hours. And then all of a sudden, you've lost three days and you don't know what's going on anymore and got out you. Yeah, but you know we're uh, we're having some fun with it. It's uh it's a good time. So we've been playing a bit of that. Uh, I tried out
2: well, I will mention by the way, the reason I said free Civ 6 is it's currently free on the Epic Games Store. Oh. It is.
3: oh base so... Civ 6 is free on the Let me just uh, go ahead and open the... that real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Last <laughs> week they had um GTA 5, which doesn't help anyone now, but well, everyone who got it is still loading into their first multiplayer <laughs> session. Uh, yeah. 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 There was a bunch of people that asked me, they were like, hey, should I get this? And I was like, it depends. Do <laughs> you want to sit there for an hour loading into something? And then, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's it's a fun game once you can get in. It does Man. It does have a single-player component. It does. Uh, so
4: Story's pretty so good too.
3: hopefully yeah. some people really enjoyed that. Um, I also tried out a new game. I tried a, da- a demo for a game called Tanuki Sunset, which is... You are a skateboarding tanuki. Sure. And yeah, you know, people were comparing it to various other games uh, with like kind of their synth pop soundtracks and your kind of like uh, 80s purple, like geo art kind of thing. Um, it's fine. It was a fine demo. It's a fine game there's nothing like exciting here about it. I think the controls are a bit clunky, um, but as far as, you know, a studio that's probably like less than 10 people and this is their first game. They're doing it is the best of jobs that they can. And I I'm excited to see what the rest of it is going to be once they actually release it. You know, it- it's one of those things that I look at and I was like, this is a-, a fun thing that I will probably pick up on a steam sale and play for a couple hours and then put back down. Uh,
4: this looks adorable.
3: It is adorable and like the Tanuki has like a bunch of different suit like costumes and things that it can wear Uh, the demo unfortunately doesn't have a lot of those it only has like one or two shirts that you can wear so like I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they patch up some of the gameplay you know the other customizations that you're able to do but I mean yeah it's a it's a it's a fun game to play for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also grabbed uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 last week there two weeks ago i guess while it was on the may the 4th sale for six whole dollars uh and holy crap star wars battlefront 2 is actually really fun uh i'm kind of upset that i i didn't play it earlier than now um wait wait. was this the old one or the new one (laughs) this is the (laughs) new one (laughs) yeah this is okay. not. This is not the two thousand five one. This is the I was 2015 I say one. the old one. Everybody should know is amazing. Yeah. No. I. I still think that uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, parenthesis two thousand five, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the best of all of them. Probably. I do not understand why they never, either in the PC version or just in any of the reboots. Put in Galactic Conquest, but it's yes. still probably the best fucking thing of any multiplayer. Like, That's it's so fun.
0: Actually, the only issue I have with Battlefront 2, 2005, is that it changed some of Galactic Conquest from the first one that I really liked. Like, you could build a Death Star and blow up planets in the first one.
3: Why'd they really take like, that cool. out? It's Why yeah, awesome. would you take <laughs> that out?
1: I was, I was going to say, I that felt like. Slaps. I, yeah.
3: I, I felt like the map worked a lot better in 2 because it was more sprawled out and you had more engagements that you could do and that's you also, probably true you also had the ability you know you do your space fight and then do the ground fight and then back mm-hmm. to this you know and so yeah. i thought that was really neat i also liked the different they had more power-ups because it wasn't just like back to jedi and like two other like re- uh, extra reinforcements there was like other stuff that was like oh hey it'll disable all of the vehicles and you're like oh wow that's like That is a major thing to have if you're doing a space fight. Um, So I, I don't know why they never brought back Galactic Conquest. There's nothing that has even remotely been as good as it. And it's interesting because even now you can see that they're trying to recapture that glory. There's a game mode called Domination where you have a map. You kind of go through a regular domination mode through the through uh, the course of the map and then if you win you end up boarding transports and flying up to the enemy capital ship and then you have to raid their capital ship and then like blow it up and if you fail you go back to to the ground and do the domination part over again Hmm. and like I had one thing that we went back and forth I think four times because we like my team went up, started attacking the spaceship. We you know, we didn't do well, so we went and we then lost on the ground war. And they attacked ours twice, but we managed to fend them off. And then the fourth time, we finally got back to theirs and then took them out. And like I think I spent like an hour and a half in that match. It was insanely long, but it was very fun. That before you like before you said you go back to the planet, I was with you, and then you
0: lost <laughs> me at that part because that sounds frustrating and excruciating. But just like bounce back and forth constantly
3: See I liked the idea of the mechanic of like if you don't do well you have to go and do something else You have to like go back But at the same time I really just it just seemed like uh, Honestly it felt to me like you were doing a big game of uh, domination You just couldn't get to the two Mm endpoints until you hit a loading screen (laughs) like yeah. if if they just put the two ships you know like in air just hovering above and you didn't have to do any sort of loading and you could just like go attack them i feel like it would have been a much better experience because then everything's all on like one i don't know uh, yeah. but that's kind of what it felt like and it was one of those things that i look at it and i was like this is fun but it could have been better and, mm-hmm. you know, just bringing back a couple of the ideas from Star Wars Battlefront 2, even some of the ideas that the team had for Star Wars Battlefront 3 before it got scrapped, would really do this series more justice. But it's still a lot of fun. And, I mean, I think you can get it, it's no longer on sale, but I think you still get it for, like, 20 bucks, and the single player is definitely worth the $20. So, like grab it and go play that it's beautiful the it's very cinematic it's a hell lot of fun the story is very interesting it's got a nice um kind of perspective you play as a person who is with the empire during the fall of the empire and you see them kind of like switch sides after the fall of empire and into the resistance and so it's like wow this is a really fun story Mm. um so yeah check that out also i just downloaded again elder trolls online which i'm sure someone will talk about later uh but i'm also in on that
2: alex yeah everybody alex, putting off playing? the eso
4: discussions yeah you're yes. not talking you. about it you do played it you the have most. to
1: yeah i think you have played it the most of the people here yeah, yeah. so it's on um, you at least recently
4: so we all getting in the eso i guess quote unquote all <laughs> um
0: not aaron everyone but Aaron. not aaron sorry all the cool guys i counted (laughs) like
4: all the people that are playing now like uh jake uh, your girlfriend is gonna play i think right was that allegedly
1: she has made a character that is all i'm willing to disclose right now
4: Um, (laughs) owen said he was gonna talk to his girlfriend to see if maybe she would play too if that's the case then i think we have 11 people Oh, oh yeah, I got an
3: update on that. No,
4: she's not gonna play. <laughs> yes,
3: thank goodness. Yes,
4: heck, now, well, now Owen. we get
2: Aaron in. Well, no, Easy. the pressure was gonna be it's twelve person. What are they called?
4: Raids trials, raids. which is trials. like their form of raids. Yeah, it's and if you had twelve 11 people, person. I would just have eleven to join.
3: But
2: mm. now,
3: yes. L- let me tell you something. You may not even have me for the trials. <laughs> what the heck, on, t- dude. It, I played this game today, and I quickly remembered why I put it back down. Like, it's not that good.
0: It's no no (laughs) Fallout
3: 76, huh?
0: Honestly speaking, (laughs) I have more fun playing
3: Fallout 76 than I do that game. Like... I just, I don't know what it is, but I was just playing it for a couple hours today and I was just like, I do not care about any of the storyline. I'm just trying to grind my levels up so I can catch back, you know, catch up to you guys. So I'm just like flying through stuff and cutscenes, scenes and I'm not paying attention to any of that, which maybe that's part of the draw and my own fault, but... That's know. probably most of the reason you're not enjoying yeah, it. I, I mean, do you found I prefer, the problem
4: with what you're doing? I, <laughs> I also your...
3: never, you know, paid attention to any of the stuff in World of Warcraft, and I had a hell of a lot more fun playing World of Warcraft than I do this. But and... do, you, do
2: you prefer, like, I mean, when it comes to the Bethesda games, do you prefer the post-apocalyptic realm of Fallout versus the dragon-y, dungeon I don't know medieval no that's not what yeah you call it. like fantasy. High fantasy, fantasy high fantasy
3: yeah no I honestly I, I like the high fantasy better hmm but it's just there's something about this that I was just like Yeah, I don't care. This is just another MMO, and honestly speaking, if I'm going to be playing, you know, another 50-60 hours into an MMO to get to, you know, end-level content and do, you know, big group raids and stuff, uh, I'm just going to go join chat on World of Warcraft. Like, it's, I just... I just do not give a shit about this. The gameplay is not that fun. When I'm when i'm going to go fight people i i'm just not enjoying the fight concepts that i'm having to do i'm just like spamming three and five on my keys and just killing everything and then just being like all right cool i got the loot thing and then just running over and grabbing the next quest and just continuing onward and uh i, I don't think that it like I, I feel like wow has a certain cartoonish aspect of it that i like the way that it looks in plays whereas this is trying to be like a skyrim kind of thing of just yeah look how pretty everything is and i just like yeah it's not it's it's, it's an mmo when when eso was announced wasn't there
2: like some amount of um frustration that it wasn't just another elder scrolls like single player or am i crazy I mean, probably I think
3: you're right. I think a lot of people were upset with that because they were like, oh, they're diverting their resources to this." right. You know, now they're going to try to do what World of Warcraft is doing uh, and failing miserably. I am so not not to be mean, but how is
1: that gameplay loop of going up, pushing your buttons, killing the guy, getting the loot, moving on? Is that different in World of Warcraft? Like I've literally never played World of Warcraft, so I I wanted to ask the same
4: question because it
1: sounds like that's just an. It sounds like the same thing, right? The
3: core loop is essentially the same. You're right. The core loop is the same. I think the difference here is the fact that when I'm playing in WoW, there is. I think it's two things. it's one, I just like the universe, so I feel more immersed even though I'm not paying attention to any of the storyline of whatever I'm doing. I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm just like running up to a dude, spamming the accept quest button, and then running out and killing whatever I have to go kill. So I'm doing the same thing in both games. uh but there's something about the universe of wow and like the monsters that I'm fighting and the things that I'm fighting that I'm like, wow, this is neat this is so cool like there's a fucking dinosaur here and a dragon over there you know there's a half lizard thing like there's there's things and sections of the world that I was like wow this is just neat um so I think that's one of the things and I think the other thing is the fact that when I play World of Warcraft I have various amounts of skills and ways to kind of go into a combat fight you know I've your entire You know, you've got from 1 to 0 probably hotkeyed with a bunch of different spells and items that you can use and skills as well as probably more scattered out that you can click on, you know, depending on your trinkets and all of that. So there's like a lot of stuff to be pressing while you're in a fight and in an encounter, whereas I'm literally pressing two buttons when I'm playing ESO, I'm just spamming my arrows at the, the person as they so, come towards me, and then I just stab them once they get to me and they die instantly, and then I just go to the next person. I'll,
4: I'll, all I hear is you're telling me it's the same as when you first start WoW because you don't have 20 skills when you first start WoW either. You have a couple.
3: That's true.
4: And you're going to spam them. So the first well, levels of earlier, an MMO, kind of the same.
2: He did say earlier that he doesn't want to spend time getting to the end level. Portion where you're powerful. I'm not saying that that's like yeah, the end
4: but all, he's comparing all, but. level five of ESO to like level one hundred of WoW, which I don't mm. think is a fair comparison.
3: But you don't get more; you gonna, get more skills, but you can't keybind them to more things. You're still limited you to the can. if you do add-ons. But yeah, no. if I mod the game, I can do a bunch of fucking things. I can make it look so much better too.
4: It's you, you can't. That would be like cheating. You can't do that. You, you at level mod. fifteen, you unlock a second weapon slot. Which gives you this bar,
3: yeah. Mm. So then you go from what six to z- you have six to zero on there.
1: Well, you like you have whatever, like one to one to five, and then yeah. you can switch and you get a different one to five. Uh, which is the same think, as so it's like, adding, like one to zero,
4: like like you were saying in WoW. Except for you only have half of them at a the time, and you have to tactically switch between them. What I think is which interesting, arguably is more interesting, I think.
1: I was gonna, I actually, I found having less skills, I found that more attractive than having a million skills, half of which I'm like, I don't care about these. I think it made the combat more streamlined. And I honestly, this is going to sound dumb, but I think it being in first person just makes it feel more involved for me. Like the only other MMO I've played is Knights of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. Yes, which probably not the best example. Right, like it's probably middling at best, but every fight was just like, okay, I'm gonna run up, and it just it just felt very detached and not very fun. Whereas this being in first person, I think it makes it feel more like an actual fight is occurring, and like I'm you know I'm swinging my blades, I'm doing my cool moves, and i like kill him, <laughs> and I'm like yeah, that's cool. I, I I've been having actually a lot of fun with it more than I thought I would because I dropped this game like like I played it for like a few hours.
5: A
3: few yeah. years ago, and dropped it almost immediately. I don't remember why, but I I was part of that group. That I remember that you and I and a couple of our friends all picked it up. We played it for, like, maybe two days. <laughs> and yeah. then we all stopped playing at the same time for whatever reason.
4: Depending on how long ago that was, I know at some point they, like, relaunched the game, and it went from having, like, poor reviews to being generally accepted as a good game. Mm-hmm.
3: Whoa, whoa, it used to be, whoa, whoa! Are it you guys saying paid? that? Are, are you saying that you're you're gonna take a game that you know at launch received poor reviews and then <laughs> all of a sudden start like you know checking out the better reviews recently since they patched it and made it better and to judge it on that rather than what it first came out with? Is that what you're saying?
4: To that doesn't fair. sound like
3: this group. <laughs> well, this game fair, was this actually out... playable on release, yeah, and it came out <laughs> Which six is years a ago.
2: Six years ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, wh- wh- so I-, I wanted to ask, like, because I'm not in this universe, and I know probably a lot of people have not necessarily played this game, but knowing like the classic Elder Scrolls, you tend to play as like one number of races, and you don't necessarily have a lot of like branching things that you can do in terms of skills and abilities. Are th- is there like a wide variance of what people can do in this game? Like when you seems like so- it. Okay, yeah, I I don't I kind of don't want to talk. I
1: feel like I don't know anything about MMO, so I'm like a bad person <laughs> talking about it. But from the little bit I've played of this game, it seems like there's a decent number of classes, like six or something on start. Yeah, it seems like each class can be built into either DPS healer or tank.
4: Yeah, That's What it seems like which like you don't get locked in, which is nice. Yeah,
1: like. If you pick an assassin, then you go and you're like, "Whoops, we're all assassins,"
3: which is currently the issue. Is I think all of us are assassins. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's
4: true uh, at all. There, uh, with Owen, I think there's three Nightblades now.
3: Okay. Yeah, so
2: that that
4: is not really a problem. I, I, I would also, say
2: yeah. that assassins tend to be like the general like pathway that people take when they're playing Elder Scrolls games i think true. there's this yeah. idea you want to
0: do the dark brotherhood quest line well it's that so and you <laughs> just
2: don't want to deal with like up front in your face combat. you want the sneak attack damage you want the yeah. uh, i don't have to deal with like pulling out a sword taking a bunch of damage from enemies i just want to sneak my way through and that's i think what most people end up doing yeah i'm taking that my my approach.
3: entire gameplay of oblivion and skyrim is wood elf archer Sneak my way through, snipe people from afar, Mm -hmm. you know, take everybody out with headshots, and then just loot all of the stuff and leave before anyone notices. And if they do, maybe then I'm starting to throw magic at people once they start getting up close. And that's about it.
0: I'm a Daedric Warhammer kind of guy. Oh. Just sprint at them and... (laughs)
3: like wow. i'm gonna i'm gonna give this game a, a couple more hours just to kind of like you know let me get to you know level 10 or 15 or whatever you said alex where you get the second weapon uh mm-hmm. and you know i i'm gonna give it a, a little bit more time just to see how it feels like uh, especially once i start being able to actually like quest and level with friends because i i'm a very social gamer and so i feel like if there's anything that's going to keep me to playing it it's going to be that social aspect I mean it's it's a lot of the same thing of just like I'm not gonna play destiny by myself but the second that I see Aaron and Sam and Cassie and everyone start jumping on then I'm just like, oh yeah I'll play some destiny with people what's going on mm-hmm. so like you know maybe this is gonna be that same thing it's just I won't be leveling up on my own but if I'm in the same range and people are jumping on and just be like hey we're gonna go do this dungeon come with you know sure One last
1: thing before we move on. Who picked what faction we are all in? Cassie. I'm going to fight her. She picked the worst one. (laughs) So in this game, they divide the races between factions. One race has orcs, red guards, and Bretons. And that's obviously the best one. Because that's the two most powerful melee characters and the tankiest character. Obviously, that's the one you want. But whatever, maybe you don't want to be a tank. You don't want to do that. Fine. There's also one that's Argonians, which is the lizard people. Uh, Dumber. dark elves. Yeah. And Nords, I guess, must be the other one, which is like a cool mix. That's interesting. The one we freaking picked is <laughs> high elves who are bitches. Wood elves who nobody likes and Khajiit, which are for furries.
3: Khajiit has wares. <laughs> Khajiit like,
0: has we, wares. What are we doing? Because
3: like she wanted to be a Wood Elf, Skyrim and nobody else had a
4: freaking... strong opinion. So, because she and Wood Elf are both
0: fine. Wait, High Elves, everyone hates <sighs> Yeah, High
4: Elves are
2: the worst. So this yeah. limits you to those three races when you when you join a faction.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. each faction is only only has three races.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know how much the races to... matter
1: gameplay wise. We probably I think don't they have, have bonuses to be in the associated
0: same faction. But it yeah, just not Yeah, it probably just matters for PvP. Starting
4: area.
1: That's probably true. That's maybe true.
0: I have literally no idea. I don't know why I'm saying it.
4: I think you <laughs> all still start in the same spot because I think everybody goes through that
0: uh, Cold that, Harbor well, tutorial. Well, you do that, but then you get teleported to a different
1: I was going to say, oh, I feel like in the same spot. Yeah, the yeah. area yeah. I'm in is very much full of Khajiit. So I feel like if you were not a Khajiit, you'd be like weirded out. Oh yeah,
3: Yeah. there's a a lot of Khajiit at that fishing area, whatever the fuck place we're at.
1: I just, my headcanon for my character, and maybe this also contributes to why I'm enjoying it more, is that it's actually a Nord who got stuck in a fursuit, and is now just pretending to be a Khajiit. (laughs) (laughs) Just sneaking around. Yeah, just because people are like, oh, you're a Khajiit, and he's just like, "Eh." yeah because the alternative is going no no i'm stuck in this fursuit and that's not gonna fly
3: hurry
4: so i feel like i haven't given my opinions on this yet (laughs) jumped in
3: you were you were the person that like kind of i guess cassie's the person but you were the person on the podcast that anchored this and got everyone to start playing so yeah
4: um a few things about this i think set it apart one you got the first person you got the style of combat it is it's trying very hard to emulate Skyrim combat. It's a little different because I think it has to be for an MMO. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, just for, you know, the number of players that are on screen at once, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but you do have to like actually aim stuff. You do have um Stamina?
3: quick decision making oh,
4: okay. um things like you have a guard that you can you can have a block that you can put up whenever you want and you have a when you're blocking, you can, like, shove to, like, interrupt people, which yeah, is I, I a split-second decision-making thing.
3: The interrupt thing is really cool because it's one of the favorite skills that I had for multiple classes in World of Warcraft. And the fact that that's just, like, a base thing built into the game, I was like, all right, this is actually kind of fucking legit. Like, I will give... I'll give ESO this.
4: Um, You have the sneak mechanics of skyrim in it like you can crouch and you get the little eyeball that closes in the center of your screen um as we learned from last time it has the same lock picking mechanics as, as really, oblivion
1: not oblivion. skyrim not Despite skyrim what cassie no. says it is not the same lock <laughs> yeah. picking as skyrim
4: sam and cassie were so sure it was the same as Yeah, skyrim. they were like <laughs> you're
1: crazy it's the same as skyrim i'm like i played skyrim 20 minutes ago <laughs> and no it is not
4: um also I think the the skill system and the leveling system is cool like Hmm. you similar to like how skyrim wants you to do things to level those things up um and play the way you want to like level your character the way that you want to go it's kind of like that you'll like unlock skill skill trees as you use stuff that uses those skill trees and all the skill trees level independently from your character's level depending on you using the abilities in them Um, And that extends to things like armor sets, like you can get all heavy armor on and then you'll all of a sudden get the heavy armor tree and then you'll start getting like passive perks towards wearing heavy armor because you're wearing heavy armor. I think that's just cool. Yeah. Um, And that extends to like racial traits and what weapon you choose has a specific skill tree type of weapon, I should say.
1: Yeah, it's not like daggers, but it's like, uh, dual wield, one hand, two hands.
4: Yeah, and there's like destruction staff, restoration staff. Oh, um, interesting. yeah, I, I I've been in those because I'm playing the necro, so sure. And then I think the other really big boon for this game is the writing. There's been plenty of times that I've actually laughed at some of the dialogue. And also, everything is voiced in this game, which is different from a lot of MMOs. so I think, much uh, voice acting. It's, it's yeah. also
3: really good voice acting.
4: I was going to say, yeah.
1: I, I usually skip about half of it, but even still, it's like, wow, this is actually pretty well acted.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was talking to, I don't know, this some dude that's like some old hermit that's apparently an emperor or some shit and it's voice acted by the guy oh. that plays Dumbledore and I was like, wait a second, this is fucking Dumbledore. <laughs> like, isn't? Okay, I'm going to look this up
1: before I say something wrong.
4: <laughs> uh, Today I was playing and a quest giver was on the side of the road at random and she's like, please, sir, I have a note for you. and Whatever. And so I go talk to her and then she's like, "Yeah, I got this letter." And she's she starts to read the letter, but she does it in an imitation of what she thinks her master's <laughs> voice would be, and it cracks me up. So, That's pretty like, funny.
1: That's very good. I looked it up. John Cleese like, does doing? do a voice in the game. Nice. I was worried I would get the name wrong, but yeah, it's John Cleese. And there's just
4: like plenty of clever lines that they've they've written already in like this couple starter areas. I'm just like, yeah, this is. Good story stuff, good writing.
1: That was exciting. the one thing I liked about um, Knights of the Old Republic. No, not Knights. Just the Old Republic. The, yeah. Old, the Old Republic. Republic. Well, that it, one's
4: also fully voiced, right?
1: Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it it's pretty good. It's a lot of that game I didn't like, but a lot of the story stuff I thought was pretty well done. Not all of it. It had a lot of stinkers, but that's also what I'm enjoying about ESO, like you said.
4: And there's also sometimes some humor in like, the choices you can make for your dialogue options. Like the, the one I told you guys the other day where like the two options, she said that don't put any like Daedric things in your apartment. And like the two options to say back to her were like, I don't even worship the Daedra or lie. I don't even worship the Daedra. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) uh, both could be very correct. I don't know. It's just been a casual full cool time. Just hang out with people and do some quests or whatever.
5: Yeah,
1: I'm going to be I'll be interested to see because like I was pretty into the Old Republic before we reached like mid level. And I was just like, man, I'm out. <laughs> it got too grindy and I dropped. So I, I'm curious to see how ESO is going to hold out.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that the problem that we bumped into was we were starting to get towards content that was going to be easier or better if we paid money for the game. Yeah. And we were just like, no. And that's when everything just went downhill. Yeah. Because we were just like, yeah, we're not going to like, you know, pay to make the grind easier or pay to get into like the like dungeons or whatever. We just were like, okay, we did the stuff that we wanted to do. Also- oh,
4: the the other really important thing, I guess you can say your thing if it's about Star Wars. Uh,
3: no,
1: you go.
4: The other really important thing about this game is that all the content is scaled at the beginning to level 50 160 champion points which is like base end game i guess you can go higher in champion points and you'll steadily get stronger but like that's like considered uh maxed out and it's really odd the way it works because everything is scaled to level 50, right? So when you first start the game, all your stats are, are wild. They're, you have like 20k <laughs> yeah. HP. Like, it's weird. But it also means that everybody from any level, even if they're like way behind you, can still participate in the content that you're doing and not be killed immediately. Um, it also poses a weird sort of interesting mechanic for upgrading your stuff because you'll find a bunch of stuff and you're like, this is like the same damage output on the staff that I already had. But then you go look at your staff and it's like significantly worse. And it's because as you level past the level of your gear, your gear gets worse because it's not scaled Mm. at the same rate. It's like if you're level 12 and you have a level nine staff, your level nine staff is, is scaled below your level so now you need like a new level 12 staff
2: like a weird way of like implementing durability almost where your weapon kind of just wears down over time
4: yeah it's very odd i think it probably doesn't feel as good as like traditional leveling because you don't really see numbers go up per se you see mm, numbers sure. go down but hey, yeah, it's
0: it, that's, it, that's a weird
1: choice
4: it's a very practical use of I'm level 14 and I can go do a quest with my brother who's level five and it doesn't have any sort of problem or, you know, it's funny. I was actually, I was
1: going to talk about the exact same thing because one of the biggest issues, at least I had with uh, the old Republic was I had friends who were like, I can play this once a week. So I'm constantly five levels behind you. And then I had other friends who were like, I had nothing to do on Saturday. I'm 10 levels ahead of you. Yeah, and it was not? like, hey, let's all get together and play. And it's like, well, he's gonna kill everything, and the other guy's gonna die in two hits. So we kind of can't. Like, we kind of just yeah. all have to play solo until we hit end game, and that's miserable. And so I stopped playing.
4: Yeah, and this totally solves that problem. Which I think is. that's
1: really cool. Like, um, I have I actually haven't played with other people yet because nobody likes me, but I'm excited <laughs> to someday make some friends and play with someone else.
0: Then you can actually backstab people?
1: Yeah, I have a move that only works when I'm flanking, and so I'm playing Uh-oh. solo, and I'm like, oh, they will just look at me.
4: Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. There's, like, interactions between spells of different classes. Oh, really? Yeah, you can, like, I had a spell, I forget which one it is, but it's, like somebody else can use this other thing on top of it and it'll do something special. And I'm like, well, that's cool.
0: Yeah, Cassie's, I I think it happens most with alts. But like, um, Cassie has an alt that puts these little glyphs on the ground and you can walk up and interact with them and they make you invisible and like give you a huge stamina regen for a short period of time.
5: That's awesome.
4: That's a lot about ESO, a six-year-old game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. You stay topical. (laughs) Hope you were interested.
4: Um, I also have been chugging away on Witcher 3 still. I mentioned it in the last couple of podcasts in a row, but I, um, yeah, I finished the main storyline. It's very good. It took a long time, but excellent game. And I started Hearts of Stone and I actually finished that as well. So that took me probably like 10 or 12 hours to get through. Hearts of Stone, super awesome. <laughs> it's really? so much more like condensed and streamlined compared to the base game. And it's there's so, so much. There's like really interesting stuff that happens in it. Also, there's like boss fights that have mechanics, which I feel like didn't happen in the base game at all. Because so,
1: uh, I feel like you never hear about Heart of Stone. It's always Blood and Wine. That's the one everyone's got their fucking yeah. heart on for.
4: Everybody mm-hmm. says Blood and Wine's like the best part of the game. So I'm excited to get into that. I haven't started it yet. Um. But yeah, it's it's super good. The Main bad guy, incredibly interesting. Um, mysterious. Also, they do something where they introduce a character and you think it's an introduction, and then he's just like, Do you remember me? And I'm I'm like, No. And he's like, I helped you find Yennefer, like in the first hour of the game. (laughs) And I'm like, Wait, what? And I went back and looked it up, and this dude totally talks to you for a while in an inn. And he has way more significance to the story than you would have ever thought that's rad um yeah so i guess they were setting that up like even before they started working on the dlc wow but super awesome game also um i found out that if you go to the new game menu you you can just start playing the dlcs uh independently of finishing the main game so they kind of play like shortish action adventure games if you wanted to do that
2: that's pretty cool like that they allow 10, you 15 hours.
4: yeah it just gives you a character that's leveled to say, the appropriate think, level
1: i think blood and wine was actually like you could just buy it without owning witcher 3 correct me if i'm wrong on that but i oh, think that's sure. true I, I feel like i had heard that when it first came out the people were like yeah if you, even if you don't have witcher 3 check this one out it's awesome it slaps you don't even need it <laughs>
2: I'll Google that now that I've said it out loud on a podcast that I
4: think I'll listen to. Uh, and and finally don't say Anita. this
2: content requires the base game it. to play.
1: Aaron edited out, so I saw.
4: It <laughs> <laughs> you screwed up. Uh The other major thing that I've played is Crucible, Amazon's new that's what shooter that thing.
0: I'm very sad. I haven't gotten to play it. I was going to say I saw you playing it, but I wasn't sure what it was.
4: Yeah, I I feel like this game is going to be super polarizing. I think Jake's not going to like it. I (laughs) believe it. (laughs) Um, I think Caleb might like it. I'm not sure. I don't know what Aaron will think at all.
0: You're you're talking about. You're assuming this is going to be the same as the crowd that plays Dota. Well, it sounds maybe.
3: I don't. don't (laughs) List every person on this podcast with me. Do you think I'm going to like it?
4: You know, I don't think you'll like it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, so I definitely far, we think...
2: have a no, no, no,
4: and a I don't know. I think for sure Jake will not like it. One, because it's third person, and two, because it can be slow at times. I do so like are...
1: third person games. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: mm, not shooters, though. Third person shooters, you're like, oh, they're so third much slower than FPS's.
1: are a tough sell. I, mean, and, he doesn't like... um, I love Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. So it's yeah. not unheard of.
4: This is a third person shooter and your name, your main complaints with third person shooters are that they can be slow and this can definitely be slow at times. I, so I mean,
1: I'm not going to argue with you.
4: I believe I, that. I would still try it. It's free to play. Um, and I like it quite a bit. So I ended up playing like six hours straight of this game yesterday. It's Oof. a ton of fun. I think,
1: man, it must be nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's got a 43% on steam. Yes, as of right now,
4: people polarizing. There it is. People definitely started negative, re- negatively reviewing this game quite early. One because it didn't work for like the first two hours. That, to be mm-hmm. fair,
1: okay, two hours is not as much as I thought. It was be. <laughs> yeah, be I, sure. <laughs> I take back. I rescind my
4: comment. Um, so that it was getting a bunch of negative reviews. There, uh a lot of times you'll just see a review that's like, "I can't even play this game," and it's like, "Okay, sure." great um there's i've also read a bunch of negative reviews on there that are thoughtful about their critique and they make a lot of sense so also why i think it's polarizing but the main thing about this game is when it's a hero shooter Got a couple different modes um it's very it feels very mm, loose i would say kind of brawly um, and I just think that is a, it's kind of like laid back and arcadey. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of different heroes. I don't think they have the balance down yet. There's <laughs> some heroes that just feel like they're worthless and some that feel very strong and especially like there's a sniper girl, don't play the sniper girl. She's terrible. She's, really? she's the worst. Yeah. We, I was playing with Chad, Chad tried her several times. Couldn't do anything with her. I played her. She feels very bad. Um, We had a couple other people join our party that also tried her and did not like her at all. (laughs) Her kit is just not great. I don't know. The the game seems to be like based around mobility. And there's a couple characters that have a lot of mobility and they seem very strong. Um, There's several modes. There's... Uh, mode where there's 16 players and everybody's in 2v2 teams and it's elimination so it's kind of like your battle royale even when I say that though it doesn't really feel like a battle royale when you play it if that makes sense
0: nope why doesn't it?
4: Because I don't it's, know it's just it's, it's so small. much uh, smaller scale yeah I mean there's
2: like not, the not maps, a lot of battle royales that have only 16 players yeah, only the map's teams. quite
4: large but also, you're like running around killing uh, mobs and mobs, way. and like gaining essence. You can level your characters in this. Um, each of your levels gives you like a a set perk that you can pick from a couple options before you start the game. This and game feels
2: like they took like a lot of the mechanics of like the ke- mechanics of things that they liked, and the gameplay formats of games that they liked playing, and they're like, all right. Let's just merge all this together to the best of our efforts and see what turns out
4: yeah so the, the the two player mode i don't know it's it's very brawly. you go in you see how you can do I mean me and Chad won several times back to back to back as we're gods, but um, <laughs> The other mode that I think is more appealing is the four v four. You have two teams that drop in on the map. And you're running around collecting essence, to try to level up. And then at some point a hive spawns somewhere on the map. And the objective of the mode is to capture three hearts of the hive. So you have to get to the hive, kill it, and then capture the heart, which is like standing next to it and waiting for a meter to count down.
1: You've got to like seduce it. Yeah. Capture the heart (laughs) of the hive.
4: So it, it promotes like this dynamic of. There's, a, there's several other points of interest around the map that you can capture to, like, give you essence to level faster. So you, you kind of have little skirmishes around there, and then you have, like, a big battle to try to get over the hive. And if you kill, the like, any of the enemies, the respawn timer is long enough that you kind of have, like, a huge advantage. So dying is really punishing, which I kind of like. Like, a lot of times in, you'll be playing Overwatch or something like that, and you'll get near an objective and they just have like spawn advantage and you spawn so fast that it's like kind of a grind to try to push the last bit. And I think this solves that issue.
2: It sounds to me like, um, a slightly more, uh, PVP version of, um, destiny's gambit where you, you spend two teams of four spend time killing a bunch of other enemies. And then you sort of like, the goal is to kill a boss, but at the same time, you're also kind of fighting the other players. It's a Gambit if and-
4: you're playing on the same map with only one boss instead of two. Right, yeah. And I don't know, it's it's fun. Um, a lot of the abilities can be pretty interesting. Um, like everybody has a a Q and E and a shift ability. And then sometimes they have special jumps. Um, and the guy I like playing the most, his Q and E is actually four different abilities instead of two. So like you press Q and then it gives you two options. You have one on left click and one on right click. That seems very strong. It's interesting because you have tactical decision-making on which one you're going to use, like his Q is either a claw that if you land it heals him or a hook shot like a like a hog hook yeah. so it's like a defensive thing or an aggressive thing and then his e is either a shove people back or a stun so aggressive or defensive so you have like these tactical decisions that you're making with them but also they're on the same cooldown so as soon as you use one of them both of those things go on cooldown cuz they're on that one key that's right. cool so you're like tactically choosing which which approach you're going to take dynamically. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat idea. Um, also some other neat ideas that I saw in there was like one of the tanks had a damage mitigation perk that didn't just mitigate damage; it turned a percent of the damage he took into uh damage over time. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's still going to take it, but he has like a minute to do something about it. I thought that was a really cool idea. That seems neat. Yeah uh there's just a bunch of little cool ideas in there um i don't know i tend to like it's it cool. i think it's it's just gonna be like you might play it and feel like oh this doesn't Spider-Man. feel right to me
1: doesn't feel like spider
2: man well i mean like it's a little muddy maybe <laughs> i don't know it it, you know if you think about it in, in terms of the context of people who produced it i mean this is amazon game studios this is really their is this their second game
4: did they have like a semi-MMO thing that came out or is coming out? The MMO is coming out in like two months or something. Okay.
2: So this is their first game. Granted, they've been working on this for six years and they've been working on it in a brand new game engine that they produced with some really kind of radical ideas in terms of like integrating other things. In this case, like Twitch integration for them is absolutely huge. Granted, we talked about this two weeks ago, but they own Twitch. So, you know, there's that. Um, but... I think it's kind of strange to hear you talk about how some of the characters are, like, really out of balance, but at the same time, it's not. It's like we have all this information and time frame that shows us, all right, we can test all these characters to make sure they're balanced, but at the same time, this is a pretty fresh group of people creating content that hasn't, like, they haven't really released something like this before. So to get even as far as they have and and to hear you talk about some of the positives of the game, I think that's pretty impressive for a, you know, first go.
4: Yeah, there's also an 8v8 mode that just seems like it's chaos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, it's like skeleton. You just like piece components together of all the things that you yeah. like
4: until you see if, you know, you see,
2: throw it against the wall, see what sticks sort of thing.
4: Although I think they realized that mode was just pure chaos because they put it under an arcade tag, like mm-hmm. in Overwatch, where you have the mm-hmm. arcade menu.
2: Yeah. Um... I'll wrap up our What Have You Been Playing Lately here, uh, right as we're about to hit an hour on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I have really basically been playing one game. Uh, for the past two weeks, I've put almost 30 hours into Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. Um, this game is based off of an 80s RPG that came out in Sweden called Mutant. Uh, it was recently released, I think, like six or eight years ago as Mutant Year Zero. And then they released this you know, video game from it. It's based on the content. Um, This game is, and hear me out on this one, this is a semi-real-time stealth tactical turn-based combat game.
0: That is so absurd. Isn't
2: it just XCOM? It is not just XCOM. Feels very similar to XCOM. There are a lot of reasons it's not XCOM. Um, It is XCOM meets other games. Like It has a very Fallout feel. It has a Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl feel because of all Um, of the terminology they're using stalker you're not referring to s-t-a-l-k-e-r are you oh yeah sorry (laughs) s-t-a-l-k-e-r okay my bad my bad s-t-a-l-k-e-r shadow of chernobyl has that feel (laughs) because of the terminology um but there's there's some major differences in that uh, so the the kind of perspective of the game is you're playing as these mutants you come from an arc and you're exploring the zone you are called stalkers not to be confused with s-t-a-l-k-e-r um, you are Sounds sort of different. moving around this zone and trying to sort of follow the storyline to its end, which is to get to Eden, which is this uh, hypothetical place where everybody is safe um, because you're playing in a post- post-apocalyptic post world. Uh, the storyline is very like, it, it very much railroads you into following this very specific path. There's not a lot of branching until you hit the DLC. Um, but the in-level approach is what I think makes this game so cool. So, When you start, it is uh, in a level, it is real time. You're moving around all three of your characters simultaneously. So whichever one you're focused on, the other two are essentially just followers uh, because it's a three-man squad. As you're moving around, you are, in essence, trying to stealth your way through a map or position yourself in a way in which you are ready to take on a battle. And there are the the game goes from being a stealth-based combat approach to you've finally gained enough weapon weapons and components that you can add to the weapons that you've sort of armored your, your squad out so you can just take on people instead of having to approach it from a stealth standpoint. Um, and what I mean by stealth is like, so let's say you're approaching a level and you have people that are kind of like patrolling. And the goal is essentially once you attack one unit, if you are not able to kill that unit within one round, he alerts the rest of the people that are within a certain AOE of him and they kind of join the battle. And the longer you let that go on the more people that they gather so the goal is to kind of pick off like the the people who are out and about on patrol and then sort of position yourself to take a fight against the main group that's a part of that map um the i think the the other aspect of this game is your mutants have abilities and those abilities are kill cooldowns not like round cooldowns so if for instance one of them is a He's a hog, and if you charge somebody and knock them on the ground, they're out for two rounds. They can't really act. But he has a three-kill cooldown before he can actually use that again. So you have to actually figure out how many people I'm going to be able to kill in a round, how am I going to use these abilities based on how many people I'm killing, and where am I positioned so that those people can reuse their abilities after these other enemies have fallen. Um, Gameplay is very, very cool. Stealth is neat. The turn base is very difficult. 100% 100% positioning. So in, in XCOM world, I mean, it is purely XCOM from that standpoint. If you have bad positioning, you've lost, period. Um, you need high ground. You need positioning where you can outflank enemies. Um, and there are a couple broken abilities in this game. I feel like like there are most tactical turn-based games, it seems, with the exception of Divinity, somehow. Um, mm, I but don't in know.
3: This, I, I'm yeah, not sure. Alex's character. Okay. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. There are... T-
2: combos that are broken. But in this one, there's specifically abilities that are broken. One of your characters has the ability to possess an enemy. And the way that the AI works in this game is they purely focus the closest person. They're not targeting people with most health or people doing most damage or people doing uh, the most uh, CC. It's just the closest enemy. So if you have that person, you just possess somebody with a lot of health, move them as close as you can to the rest of the enemies, and then you can kind of attack them while they're attacking their own person. Probably the only broken ability. Um, But other than that, it is a really, really cool turn-based game. Uh, The stealth part is really cool. And the story is actually... The story beats are great. It's completely voice acted. The voice acting is very good. And the story is actually pretty well written. Um, And the game only came out uh, two years ago. And they had a DLC that came out in the summer of last year. So, all that to say... If you do like tactical turn-based, if you like Dexcom, um, this game is really, it's, it's a cool branch off of that. And I will say, it makes me want more games that have multiplayer tactical turn-based like Divinity. Because if we could play this game with that aspect, from that aspect where everybody's kind of moving around their own character positioning, and then right when somebody comes out of stealth sort of combat starts... I think it could be really fun just like you know divinity is great when you're positioning yourself around a map too um yeah so that's that's uh mutant year zero let's talk about a couple of things that are uh news related uh number one samsung made some pretty interesting claims <laughs> here in the past month month and a half alex and maybe you want to speak yeah. to that
4: yeah i just i don't know how i missed this uh in march but um Right at the end of March, Samsung announced that they're not going to be making any more LCDs after 2020. Like they're shutting down their LCD portion of their business because they're investing $11 billion into OLED.
5: Oh,
4: just, just a small amount of money. Okay. Nice. I don't know. That's it's, super exciting to me.
2: Is it super exciting because you think it's just going to lower the overall cost of buying an OLED or they're just going to. Yeah.
4: It? Okay. Like, it's finally going to be mainstream, probably, because, like, the only thing you can do right now is go with really, really expensive Sonys or, like, expensive but, you know, competitively priced um, LGs. Uh, And Samsung really hasn't had any OLEDs to speak of. Um, And for them to be giving up on LCDs tells me that it's a sign of the times that people are trying to actually switch over now to to new technology um and what's exciting about theirs specifically is they have kind of been the only people doing quantum dot stuff with their lcds and they're going to be applying the same technology to their oleds nice. so they will be quantum dot oleds which what sounds super dot, awesome
2: for those who don't know
4: quantum dots are like um super tiny like nano particle scale mm it's like Electronic parts, like semiconductor parts that when you shine a UV light into them, depending on what size they are, they produce a different color of light. So, so like a 2.5 nanometer size quantum dot might produce, I don't know which one's which, but it might produce red (laughs) and like a three nanometer size quantum dot might produce green. Like that minute wow. of difference,
2: and that's what's doing their each individual pixel. In that case, they're just using quantum dots to create the the color. Yeah,
4: so it's like a I think it's an addition to pixels or something like that. It it adds more vibrance to the the colors. I guess I don't know. I haven't done like a ton of research into quantum dots, so you're getting my base level knowledge that I've accumulated. From, like, random YouTube videos and reading a couple of articles about Samsung doing stuff. It's still still so crazy. So crazy. So crazy. It's so crazy. It is super cool because it's, like, man-made artificial, like, atomic particles. It's weird. Um, Um, Yeah, so I just hope that just makes OLEDs pop off and maybe we start getting, like, OLED computer monitors or something at some point.
2: Ooh. Actually, yeah. Let's do that. I'm, I'm in. Um, yeah. speaking, speaking of things that are kind of wild and crazy, let's talk a little bit about Tesla for a second. Of course, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the news about Elon and you know tweeting about stocks and everything crashing and then the name of his child, which is... Wait, what did, what did, what did Cassie say she thought the name was? Kyle. 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 Uh, Yes, The internet thinks his uh-huh. name is actually mm-hmm. Okay alright yeah sure mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Also Last year wanted to mention this last year uh, Elon said that they were Going to be well Elon and Todd Howard said that they Were going to be bringing Fallout Shelter to the Tesla and it just so happens that in This most recent update you can actually go play Fallout Shelter on your Tesla
4: what Why a dumb I... thing so my <laughs> question, question could play is stardew valley before right you, you can, can play can't stardew valley we
3: have uh skyrim on my tesla if we can put Honestly, Skyrim on a phone fo- oh, like we should yeah. be able to put it on everything of
2: all games that would be the one i would assume is gonna somehow make the you know make the jump make the leap because they're ridiculous they just want to play on everything
4: they'll probably end up putting elder scrolls blades on there before skyrim
2: uh-huh. and and diablo Immortal. Um. <laughs> 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 also just in game world and this will kind of ramp us right into some other games we're going to talk about here in a second But um, PETA recently had an article come out or, where they were uh, protesting some of the uh, animal treatment that's happening in Animal Crossing of course
5: <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> and, <laughs> Why
2: not? and oh, apparently shit. they had on Wednesday they, they tweeted a in-game footage of a protest outside of the uh, Blathers Museum in-game um, I, I don't know of those because of you who play, <laughs> who play Animal Crossing.
5: Fish? Uh,
1: okay. I, 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 Has anyone question. told PETA about aquariums? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's real, guys, and also fish don't fucking care. They're fish.
2: Yeah, so apparently a bunch of the players were running around with displays and they were shouting, empty the tanks and fish our friends. Jesus
5: mm, not good. Okay,
3: yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Great. Sure. My my only question is the fact that, you know, they're doing this on a game that they already bought. So thanks for giving Nintendo the $60 <laughs> and supporting the thing that you hate. Yeah, that the makes no that, sense. Sure. The thing that also brings hundreds of thousands of people
2: joy, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so the museum's run by an owl. It's
2: not real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's very not real. Uh, I just thought that was really funny and thought I'd bring that up. But yeah. anyway other game things we want to talk about let's talk about tony hawk remastered
3: yeah so tony hawk pro skater one and two are getting remastered and re-released this year
0: uh who who asked for this i
3: i I don't know but i'm gonna buy
4: it everybody (laughs) everybody with tony hawk Hawk nostalgia asked for this yeah Yeah,
3: like i i am 100 percent on board the soundtracks of this game of these games have always been great and i just yeah give me that nostalgia hit give me that just it's gonna be everything that i remember just in hd and way better than my like 64 polygon you know kid can can handle so yeah sure i'm in this sounds great good idea thanks everyone
2: <laughs> um i think kind of interesting things about this uh there is an official tony hot pro skater playlist on spotify um oh, nice. they're bringing back all of the songs that they had in the original with the exception of a couple um, I don't know if it's just because they couldn't get rights to them or whatnot.
0: All right, saying they're bringing back really? all of the songs with exceptions of a couple. That doesn't really. I feel like that doesn't mean anything. They are bringing <laughs> it's, back. Uh, it's it's the exception they They're fives. bringing back some of the songs.
4: Bringing Sorry. back most of the songs. Most, most of the songs. songs. I'll Sorry. take that. Most, except
0: for some of them.
2: <laughs> also, also, they are going to be. Uh, they're going to be remastering it and having the original roster in their current form. So in their current age why that's hilarious <laughs>
5: <laughs> who to play
1: middle-aged tony hawk i don't know but
2: this actually this this polygon article does say tony hawk's pro skater remaster will be full of rad middle-aged dads which i think is an absolutely spectacular title for an mm. article about tony hawk
1: okay, that's kind of
2: cool i'm kind of <laughs> into that i take back my sarcasm it's just yeah whole bunch of people in their 40s and whole bunch of people in their 40s and 50s
1: so dumb yeah <laughs> am i still gonna be able to play as like shrek but like middle-aged shrek <laughs> that's what i want yes Middle-aged shrek god
2: that'd be so cool i uh, also wanted to rem- uh, mention um other things that are kind of being re-released uh artifact mm. yeah i
0: just got an email today actually from valve about artifact and how they're it wasn't an soon. apology no it wasn't it was about uh 2.0 which is going to be coming out in beta soon? very soon close soon to beta. tm yeah that's what that yep soon to... who knows when that'll be
4: i've been following their updates they're changing a lot of stuff yeah. i mean yeah Because the
0: game failed
1: so hard <laughs> there's no other option <laughs>
4: exactly. They're completely reworking like how a lot of the mechanics play out which you know that's... They have to, but
1: so like okay. Obviously, I never played it. I'm not really a card game kind of guy, but like my understanding was the mechanics weren't terrible. It sounded mostly like the way they tried to monetize it is what drove a lot of people away, right? Because it was like um, it seemed yeah. very bad,
2: weirdly monetized. Yeah. I mean, you have so to they're pay changing for the game that. Up
1: front.
4: You can earn cards now, which is something you could not do. Yep. Um, that was. Probably number one issue and number two issue was the amount of randomness, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay.
4: In which they're taking almost all of the random stuff out and making it like actually tactical. And not just a bunch of rolls all the time. Like for instance, the, the game board is set up in three quote unquote lanes. Right. And a bunch of creep monsters would just randomly be placed on your board. And like hey a a creep got put in front of the enemy hero good now that tower is not going to take damage or hey he just got put on the other side of that board and i'm just going to take a bunch of damage for free all the other thing was the cards would attack generally the thing right in front of them but there was a percent chance that they could switch and attack the thing on the front left or front right instead so you like couldn't always count on that it was just weird. Some weird stuff. Also, a bunch of um, spells are being reworked to not be as random. Mm-hmm. The whole Good decision, decisions all around.
2: Yeah, I mean, the whole decision to make it, you have to buy the game first, and then you can't earn cards, and you can buy the cards on the market, but the market is dynamic, which is kind of strange. Yeah,
4: yeah. it was very interesting. It was like they were trying to emulate a real, real world card game. Mm, Instead yeah. of, like, a digital card game, like all the other play- people were doing. They like, they wanted you to do, buy, like, a starter booster pack, essentially, so you can get into the game. And then you went and bought cards in the market to fill out your decks. Like you would do with, like, Magic or something. Weird.
2: Yeah. Um. Additionally, Sucker Punch, the studio that brought everyone Sly... And yeah. all of those infamous games. Infamous.
0: Good call. Uh, <laughs> great.
2: Some of the
1: infamous games are uh, really, really good.
2: Uh, also, <laughs> oh, I coming forgot out about with Second Son. Yes, yeah, this... you should. It's <laughs> trash. It's very infamous. Uh, coming out of a new play. game this year, um, released this year uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Is that Tsushima, I think, was the way the guy said Tsushima. it. Alex and I were both like, I'm oh, apparently sorry. it's not Tsushima. To
1: Tsushima. <laughs> It's a
2: hard T at the beginning. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Tsushima,
0: Tsushima,
2: Tsushima. Maybe the the yeah, mm-hmm. T is also hard at the end of Ghost. Ghost. Oh, Tsushima. I think there's also a like a hard T at the end of of. It's just
1: invisible. It's hiding. It's a ghost. ghost. Of. Is there a hard one at the end of Tsushima too? Sure, why not?
0: So they just they just released a bunch of gameplay from this game, and it looks. Really good. First of all, it looks super gorgeous. If you guys haven't seen it, oh definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, it looks pretty. And they got some uh, interesting ideas going on. They got this um, wind system for determining where you're supposed to travel, which is basically... it's what are the, What's a game that has like a path that's drawn for you? Man, I cannot think of one off the top of my head.
1: Man, but it's, it's just basically
0: just an objective path, but you got to call it up and you got to just see the way that the wind is moving.
1: The idea Which, seems to be to like just drop UI. Yeah. Right. So rather than having a big glowing icon that takes you out of the experience, it's like, oh, he's a samurai. He looks at how the petals blow in the wind.
0: Yeah. I'll be able also, to
2: see how annoying that is to use. Yeah. This is this is like a fully open world game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are there many? Like samurai
4: open world games. There's not yeah. really so many samurai games. I was gonna yeah.
1: say this game, I feel like it was super unfortunate because this game got announced at the same time as Sekiro, which was made yeah. by FromSoft, and it's yeah. like, Oh, everyone got super hyped like, for that one. This one was like, Hey, we're making a samurai game too, and it's like, Shut up, sucker punch. <laughs> <Luckily laughs> Nobody. they're, they're not releasing
0: anywhere near the same time, so I mean that I am glad. It does.
1: It looks good, and uh, it looks not even similar to Sekiro, honestly. Yeah.
0: Like,
2: they sure. look like
1: completely different games.
2: For what it's worth, and I know that we can always trust what Forbes says about video <laughs> games. I love <laughs> reading their articles. Uh, the title of their article, po- published on the 15th, is Ghost of Tsushima is basically Assassin's Sushima. Creed Japan. T- to be fair, the gameplay does look very Assassin's Creedy. Oh, okay. So maybe they're
0: not yeah. far off? Um, that might be fair. Yeah, it'll probably. It looks like, like it's probably gonna be better,
4: like the new Assassin's Creed games, not like the old Assassin's Creed games. Oh yeah, okay, okay yeah. All right, got you, got you.
0: But not it's like I have like the level based. I was gonna say it doesn't look like stuff, it's I level based. It doesn't look like
2: that.
4: no, but like the running around and the the combat kind of looks it. Okay, that doesn't.
0: Fair. Yeah, I I feel like it'll. Mm, that's a bad comparison. Never mind. Uh, but. I kind of like what they're doing with the removing the Although, UI stuff because they showed that, off like a yep. part where the guy's traveling and suddenly there's just like a bird that he sees lifts off and flies off somewhere and it's just like leading you to random places. So it's like the environment leading you places instead of
1: that is I like that a lot. Actually, a, fo-
4: a fox come in and, and like leads you to a shrine, a shrine. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Or Very like cool. if people need help instead of having a big exclamation point on your mini map, there's like a column of smoke. Mm -hmm. that goes up that you just like are like oh dude i'll go there i think i think that's really cool
4: i think it's cool design so there was a part where he murders three people in three hits yeah and i can't figure out how what like the mechanics of that fight were no idea
5: I,
1: i did a little bit more my understanding and this could be wrong is you have the opportunity to like challenge someone so Mm -hmm. rather than just going in and doing a fight you're like send me your strongest warrior and then it's like that one hit kill like quick draw Iajutsu focus kind of deal where he just like slashes him and kills him in one hit and then the other guy comes up and he kills him in one hit I don't know if that's like scripted or what
0: but it looks super duper cool it looks cool it looks easy yes (laughs) it does it looks like (laughs) it's it's gonna make you feel like a badass that's true that's fair Is
2: there there any expectation that this game is going to be released on PC alongside the PlayStation 4 release? don't know. I don't know. I mean, we have been talking a little bit, and this actually kind of brings us up to our next topic here, um, that there has been some amount of rumor that PlayStation may not be doing exclusives for much longer and that they're going to be looking at doing um, PC path as well, kind of like what Xbox
4: is doing with... Oh, they for sure still call them exclusives, though. Well, yeah. sorry. Nobody considers PC a platform. If it's Which exclusive, reason, it can also be on PC.
2: Well, because it's <laughs> exclusive on a console, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Alright, fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that <laughs> terminology as long as they're not including <laughs> not. PCs. Mm-hmm. Exclusive I don't care as long console. as I get to play the games on PC. Yeah. That's, That's the fair. important thing. So, un- uncertain about Ghost of Tsushima, but possibly bloodborne
4: there are rumors
1: that bloodborne is coming to pc which like that's cool i would love to play bloodborne in actually 60 frames per second in glorious high definition on my pc
0: i'm just excited the brand's getting more like use potentially because hey
1: they might make a second one
0: (laughs) i feel like the fact that it's coming to well may if it does come to pc I feel like it's very possible that they'll make a second one. Like I don't way know more likely.
1: I don't know why they would bother porting it if they weren't working on a sequel. Mm mm-hmm. uh, All of this. This is it's so heavily rumored yeah. like nothing is concrete. yet. it's like some guy like it's like, oh, an inside source says they're working on a port and it's like, well, hmm. we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but Bloodborne was in the news and I got really, really excited about it.
4: I don't <laughs> know why Sony hasn't come out and announced something concrete yet, like for their policy for exclusives going forward, because there's you already got um Horizon is coming yep. confirmed. Yep. Death Stranding. You already got Death Stranding yep. confirmed first first line first game. Strand
0: game. Mm-hmm. And there's just like <laughs>
4: tons of rumors surrounding their new policies going forward with the PlayStation 5. Like maybe they're gonna do day and date exclusives on PC. Maybe it's gonna be like a timed exclusive thing. But everything is pointing towards them releasing to PC as well, at least at some point for like all their games going forward.
5: I
1: love that. That's so cool. Like, that Xbox does that now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of, do we, we don't know anything about PS5 yet, right? Like, they haven't officially done anything, right?
4: They've announced it. They, they showed off, um, they talked a lot about the hardware that's going to be in there.
1: But, like, software wise, because that's all I, (laughs) the only reason I buy consoles is for
4: exclusives.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I have the world's most powerful PlayStation right here, Mm -hmm. it's my computer. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I
3: did see the stereotypical amounts of tweets coming out just being like oh the best uh solid state drive in the world is gonna be inside yep. of the playstation 5 and it's just like cool i'll have it tomorrow inside of my pc sure. like yeah it actually
4: matter. their their stuff they're doing with sound sounds kind of crazy like they have a whole subprocessor just for audio processing now, and they're doing stuff with like HRTFs, which is like how your ear works. Like you can you can take a measurement of how your ear hears with the shape of your ear, and then g- feed that information to this processing algorithm through an HRTF, and it will change the way audio it outputs to your speakers to accurately reflect how you would hear it in like. If you were actually there, if you have like a surround sound system Yo, or even headphones, names.
1: the PS five is going to come through my shitty TV
4: speakers <laughs> <laughs> because I
1: don't have a home theater. And I bet most people don't
4: or headphones. Like they're talking about doing it with headphones first. I think, I mean, because they figure that's a way that lower would make barrier a lot to more entry
1: sense. Yeah. But like, do what well, I'm going to listen. I'm going to have my headphones on like, you know. All the way from my console to my couch. I'm just going to have that cord <laughs> decapitating yeah, people all day. Maybe. I
4: mean, maybe. Wireless headphones. No, no,
1: <laughs> no, no.
4: You have some, don't you? You have Bluetooth headphones. I do. Here.
1: I mean, if the PS5 supports Bluetooth audio, then like,
4: I think cool. the PS4 does.
1: Does it? That's. I mean, mm. that's awesome. I actually didn't know that.
0: Might be changing the way Jake plays his games.
2: Mm, <laughs> actually, <maybe>. potentially. <laughs> I also oh. wanted to mention here, at kind of just the wrapping up uh, games, we talked about um, Amazon Game Studios earlier, and uh, we didn't really mention, but uh, two weeks ago, we talked about Lumberyard, which is their game engine that they built uh, Crucible on, and they're building the MMO that they um, are supposed to be coming out later this uh, new summer. World. New World, thank you uh also we talked a little bit about how it's free and that's really cool i uh, wanted to also talk about a different game engine which is unreal um and i know a few
4: of no, it's you real. Have it's real seen... it's a real engine oh uh-huh. my d but it uh-huh. sure seems
2: unreal when you watch that trailer
4: <laughs> have you watched it
3: no oh man you gotta oh, watch it you <laughs> haven't even
4: watched it to be able to discuss that you,
2: that you trailer
3: watch it. just like renewed my uh like me wanting to go back and learning coding to especially inside of like various different engines because it just looks so goddamn cool and i i know like there's probably many parts of like the new unreal engine that um alex you know was drooling over but just mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fact that i saw them just like taking the like source of light and just in real time moving it back and forth and seeing the shadows that were casting off of everything i was just like yep i'm fucking sold this is the coolest
4: goddamn shit dynamic shadows have been a thing forever the more important part of that was the bounced lighting yeah that was dynamically happening that's ray tracing baby <laughs> like <laughs> that's exactly how
2: you phrased it last time We were talking about bounce light. that's ray tracing i know they're not calling it that but that's what it
4: is <laughs> Honestly, I don't understand the wizards they have employed over there because they talked about it like it was so simple. They're yeah, like, "Oh yeah, they sure this is this is just a new module. It just works, and it like it has it it can run things at native on the PlayStation Five, and it just runs at a good frame rate, and it just works." And it's like, no, that's like full ray tracing. You need RTX cores if Nvidia has taught me anything for that. But apparently, it's just a thing that works in their engine now. Honestly, Without much they, performance impact,
1: they probably just copy it off of um Stack Overflow. <laughs> oh, Someone yeah. just finally Googled, how do I do ray yeah. tracing? And they're like, oh, uh, let me just copy that, put it in here. Oh, dude. it's a very simple <laughs> Stack formula. Stack Overflow. <laughs> <It's, Gosh. laughs> look, man, I do computers for a living. Uh, I know. It's man. on Stack Overflow.
2: <laughs> everything's there. That's <laughs> 85% of what you write. Oh, 85. Wow. That's very generous.
4: (laughs) The other wizardry that they have in this thing is another module that they can. I don't don't honestly understand how it works at all. You can import full resolution models from like ZBrush or whatever modeling software you're using. And they just import directly into the engine and run at like full resolution. No problem. Like movie quality assets that just run natively on the PlayStation 5
0: they don't explain at all how it works (laughs) they just mention it exists and that's it
2: I really like that they leave something to be desired there's some amount of mystery to this concept even I though I like know. it makes me just not believe that it's <laughs> yeah. going to
0: actually so, work. When in it your releases. mind,
2: it's like the it's like the in-game engine footage trailer thing where they it, just lie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a worry. It's going to be that. Like, OK, you know, guys. Sure. They're like,
4: yeah. All the all the cinema quality assets that you would usually not find in a video game. They're just in here now. And like this statue has like 10 billion triangles in it. And it just works no problem. And then we walk into this room and there's a hundred of this statue in here. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you t-? like? What are you talking about? And isn't <laughs> he is saying something
2: to the effect of like it's running off of a PS5 essentially.
0: Yeah, yep.
4: all of it's running off of a PlayStation 5. Apparently that whole what? demo is running live uh-huh, on PlayStation uh-huh. 5.
0: Man, let me tell you, I haven't a tiny bit of experience le- messing with like level of detail stuff. It would be so nice not to have to deal with that ever.
1: And Bloodborne is going
4: to look really good.
0: <laughs>
1: that's what i'm hearing just yeah, well,
4: the other half of this is like i fully expect to never see a game look like that on a playstation 5 oh, yeah certainly not like that's it's kind of how it
1: t- always
2: works right like Although, they, they set like an ec, not necessarily an expectation level but like a goal like here's something that's achievable but then no one ever actually gets
4: there with the quality of content that they're yeah. producing i feel so like whole- unreal always releases spectacular demos they're like look what you can do with our new engine and then nothing ever actually looks like that
2: yeah they spent like six years making this one you know 25 minute video this demo however long it is and people who are producing game content are not going to be spending that much time developing so that it looks to that level of quality
4: Hmm. a really crazy demo
0: yeah you should definitely watch it if you haven't
4: I will. I will. Like all right. even, even compared to past Unreal demos in previous generations that should have impressed me as much, this one impresses me way more than any of those.
0: It's, it's very exciting, especially the prospect of essentially ray tracing without all oh, of without the open tracing The
4: performance
2: hit. Yeah. Gosh, it's such a performance hit. Um, man. It just let's let, let's talk about something that underperformed that may um uh, possibly get a reboot, kind of, kind of <laughs> reboot. Um, uh, recently trending, released the Snyder Cut, but has been going on for a long time. Which is a long-term goal to get them to re-release a different cut of um Justice League. Justice League, uh, yeah, yeah. Is Who this wants official, this? Alex? Is this real? Yeah,
4: this, this is real. Real. Mm. So they they have confirmed they're putting like twenty million dollars into the Justice League movie to finish all of the unfinished cut that Snyder made before he left the film. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) This says his
0: cut is four hours long.
4: Yeah. This cut is like four
0: hours
2: long.
1: (laughs) Who yo, who wants this? (laughs) I'm not gonna.
2: Anybody who's a super DC fan that was disappointed in the movie.
3: Like I, I want to see this because of... Uh, on, on multiple fronts. A, you know, I, I want to see what Snyder's vision was before Whedon came in. So I, I, I want to know just on that. B, I want to support this just because this was some fucking, like, Hollywood rumor thing that most of this cut existed and that it should be released and all of a sudden it's just like, yeah they 100% true it was a like it was a thing that existed and was hidden somewhere and like they're finally giving snyder access to just get everybody together reshoot a couple of things and finish his movie and that i'm just like okay cool random hollywood rumor turns out to be true and you get this like mythical movie that should have never been i want to know what this entire thing is about i also want to watch it just so that way when it still sucks I can laugh hysterically at Wait. every <laughs> single person that's been tweeting for this shit to happen for the past, like, two years. Wait, let's back up for a second. Did
2: you say that they're getting people back together to reshoot some scenes? Yeah, no, he got me, yep. like,
3: he, Just, Henry
2: Cavill, like, okay. everybody, he's getting everyone back to reshoot. Then there's my question. Are they going to edit out, like, Henry Cavill's Witcher hair? Like, edit over it, kind of like they did with his mustache? I, instead I guess. of having him trim it? Yeah, Superman just has a mullet sometimes. (laughs) Maybe he does. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like Like, the majority of the work is um, Batman v Superman, right?
4: Yeah. We all (laughs) saw
1: that, right? Mm -hmm. Why would you want another movie like that?
4: Oh, yeah. He also made Man of Steel, right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody liked that one either, though. (laughs) Like it was better than Batman v Superman.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I don't think this is going to be good. I, I think this is going to be just a four-hour-long movie that is also pretty fucking bad and just proves the fact that Zack Snyder didn't really know what he was doing with the DC Extended Universe, whatever. like He just didn't know what the fuck he was doing and just mucked it all up. Like, I am sure that that is the case, but I will give him this four hours of my life to prove my point and just be like, yeah, it just... It, Do you think be the final nail in the coffin, because then you can't, like, you, you, there, there's there's a thing right now where people are just like, well, you know, if Snyder was able to make his cut of it, you know, and Marvel wouldn't be as good as they are, and DC would be up there, and, oh, and, and, Christmas. It, It's it's just, like, bullshit like that, but now they're just like, yeah, okay, cool, so... They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're giving him his shot and then when that fails, everyone can shut up about it. It's just like there do you, you f- go. You can't say that there's a <laughs> mythical thing that's somehow better in the universe.
2: But do you think this is like leading into the release of the second Justice League movie or just the fact that they're trying to get people back into DC universe like with Wonder Woman coming out? I don't know. Is it still this year? Maybe it's next year
4: now.
3: Yeah, I don't know what the deal with Wonder Woman is yet. I think they're I think... still
4: I think the primary driver is that they're going to be putting it on HBO Max. Yeah. So mm. it's another exclusive thing for HBO Max.
3: I think that's mainly it as well as HBO Max gets it and they get to just be like, oh, well, we have this thing and nobody else does.
4: And Snyder talked a lot in his like couple of interviews I've seen about how if a streaming service like that didn't exist, this would never be possible because there's no way they would release this to theaters. So there's no way. Like the money would be found to produce it, but since they're right. a streaming service, they can just slap whatever they want on. It's possible. Man, that's awesome! I... Can they redo the last two seasons of Game of Thrones too? <laughs> can they just
1: please? Though, <laughs> So, so it's, it's, Come it's,
3: on! It's funny that you mentioned this because it it kind of ties into one of the things I wanted to mention later on in this. But it's also very interesting. Of uh, I've been watching uh, the Clone Wars TV show. Yep, a- and. So this is a series that Cartoon Network canceled. And then like so they 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 had to wrap up what they were trying to do in like a couple episodes and just be like okay cool so let's just wrap up all of our things. And then Netflix got it and they're like hey we're going to give you uh, your last season. So then they did a last season on Netflix. And so then they, like, wrote, you know, what they wanted to do, but they didn't have enough time to for, uh, and so they have this entire thing, and then they end it. And then Disney Plus comes out, and they said, hey, we're going to give you one more last (laughs) season.
4: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh. Yeah.
3: So it's it's weird Because on the one hand I'm so glad that they Like you know that we have these streaming services That can take something that was like Wow this was a really good series And give it another shot Because they're like yeah no we'll give you another season We'll give you more runtime We'll give you the ability to wrap up stories That you didn't get a chance to yet um, And in that case It's really cool Some of the stuff that they were able to put on In the last season with Disney Plus here I it was just like screaming in excitement inside of my apartment, like clutching a a pillow and just being like, oh my God, this is that thing that ties into that thing over there. But that, and I'm like, I'm like freaking out, like, cause it's just so cool what they're doing with it. Uh, That's
4: that's the way I was when I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series.
3: Oh,
2: Jiminy, (laughs) stop it.
3: You're so ridiculous. We're done.
2: But I I also (laughs) feel
3: like some of the things is just like, um... there's a lot of bad that has happened with this, the uh, Clone Wars specifically that I can equate to literally just because they keep trying to finish the series. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, hey, we've got more legs. Okay, well, well, uh, let's do this, I guess.
2: I think it's like anything, like when you you come up with a wrap-up, you come up with, like, the end, the, the culmination of this project you've been working on for a long time, and then you complete it, and somebody's like, hey, we want you to revive this and get one more season in. Well, it's like, all right, well, how do I beat what I just did? Because this is, like, everything I put into it. I, I don't even know where to go from here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I don't know where they... I mean, I guess they're just generating new content, but odds are they're not going to be... It's not going to be in line with the same original underlying story path they wanted to take. They're going to have yeah. to just it, it definitely some
3: seems some of the things are just like kind of uh, discombobulated and and don't quite make a lot of sense right. and you're just like okay why is this here this doesn't make any sense this isn't that good uh but then there are other parts of it that I was just like oh wow i i'm so glad that they were able to you know have this opportunity um i was actually uh on on a very interesting side note Uh, I was listening to, um, I'm
4: trying, I'm
3: trying to remember the the name, but the, the voice actress for Ahsoka, uh, Tano, um, she was doing some commentary, uh, the other day for IGN. And one of the stories that she was saying was that at the series rat party for, um, the Clone Wars, they were kind of like all bummed that they were getting canceled by Cartoon Network. And so after the rap party, they went to um, In-N-Out to grab some burgers and kind of, you know, eat their feelings a little bit. And uh, the order number that they got while at In-N-Out was order 66. (laughs) Which I thought was just very appropriate and funny as hell.
4: (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'll give it to you. That was pretty interesting.
2: But doesn't this, doesn't this idea of like going back and picking up where a season kind of, or where a show, a series ended and picking up for like a final season, that's pretty hit and miss for streaming services like Netflix. Yeah. The rest of development, um, Fuller house, which I think was a flop.
4: Okay. Listen, Fuller house is not a flop. They're still doing (laughs) it. Also. It's amazing.
2: Is it amazing?
4: It's wonderful.
2: Uh huh. Okay. It's
4: an easy to watch feel good show that just you just put it on and I all mean, your problems this, go away this
2: is the hill you're gonna die on yeah um the, they netflix picked up the killing and did the season four of the killing i don't know, probably you guys know you guys watch that show but it was garbage compared to the first three seasons uh they picked up gilmore girls did another season they did all Our- those
1: extra episodes of firefly <laughs> oh <laughs> wait hang on sorry <laughs> wait a second That's Sometimes real
4: sometimes this sort of thing launches and kills a service in the case of yahoo with community mm.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Yahoo
4: Screen. (laughs) What a what a a good endeavor.
3: What a name. It's just very interesting because, like you know, some things like you know the Yahoo Screen, you know, season of community, uh, pretty fucking bad. Uh, but I I will say like the last season of clone wars is probably some of the best Wars i've ever seen like holy shit i'm so glad that they got a chance to do it the
2: problem is yahoo screen is no nbc peacock (sighs) that's (laughs) all peacock even out yet i don't think so do you think they're a little behind the curve when it comes to like launching a streaming service i think they're way behind if they're still not (laughs) out yet they're a little
4: behind but also they're probably not gonna be the last one
2: yep i'm sure they won't be
4: um, Wait until we get like Food Network Plus.
2: Oh geez no, no,
4: and no. HD T V Max. No. I'm sure. I'm sure they're coming.
2: <laughs> uh let's loop back to one thing here real quick as we kind of wrap up. Uh we were talking a little bit about uh the DC Universe, Zack Snyder's uh, cut of the Justice League. Um but recently some of us have been watching the DC AMU, which is the DC animated universe. Um and Alex, maybe you want to talk a little bit about that, because I think you know, there's no thinking. I know you have watched the most movies in this 16 movie
4: series so far. Yeah, I've watched 14 of them.
2: Oh, my goodness. You started watching this like a week ago.
4: Yeah, we didn't talk about this last podcast, did we?
2: No, because you hadn't started. So. yet.
4: OK, all right. I just want to make sure because that means I've watched those in within the last two weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Granted, they're only like an hour and 20 minutes long, but still.
4: Yeah. Uh I didn't know this, but they have a full like um universe of movies in the animated realm for for DC, which I feel like are significantly better than their their live action attempts. Not
2: a high bar to clear though.
4: Well, I know. I've been enjoying one them probably quite a bit.
2: not. The first one probably not. Flashpoint Paradox or Flash yeah, Paradox, so, whatever
4: they did this movie justice league flashpoint paradox and at the end of the movie it kind of spawns a new timeline because you know flash is always messing with time um and i think it is the new 52 universe which is like an established thing in the Mm. comics it starts that timeline and then the next 15 movies are all like shared universe new 52 movies so it's really cool actually um like the movie right after flashpoint paradox all the justice league members don't really know each other like they've, they might have heard of each other they might not know who any of them are and they kind of all meet and form the justice league sort of which uh i think at the end of that movie they call them the super seven super seven yep that's and then that's and so then bad. the very next movie they start off saying like Super Seven didn't test well. We're calling it the Justice League now. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually.
4: Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the storylines are pretty good. They're all like all the movies are adapted from comic runs that are like popular comic stories that have people have been clamoring for ad- adaptations for like a long time, and um, they're all really well done. They're nice, digestible. Like Aaron said, they're like uh, hour twenty. Some of them approach an hour of 30. Some of them are like 115. Um, Really quick, little bite-sized movies.
2: I will say for the first... I mean, I've watched the first four. Uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which is the fourth movie, is basically Aquaman. Just the animated version. And yeah, I think the live-action right. Aquaman. When you said... Yeah, the live-action When you said you think it was better than the live-action version, I kind of doubted you at first because I thought that was probably... On uh, the top two... DC movies, you know, right below Wonder Woman a little ways, but I think it was better. I think you're right. I think it was actually a better movie.
4: Yep. They're just, they're really decent. I don't know. Like, and the animation's really good. Like the fight scenes are nice and crisp and clear and good choreography and stuff. It's cool. I just watched, um, last night I watched, the twelfth and thirteenth movies, which are The Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman. And oh. I feel like those two movies combined make a really good, like two and a half hour long movie. Hmm. The storyline's so really good. You think it's handled
1: better than Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice.
4: <laughs> yes. It's significantly not exactly so. <laughs> hard. That's weird. I I really like the Batman ones also. I think they're the strongest, maybe you got son of Batman. You get Damien in there. He's really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, but yeah. And then the reason why I got turned on to this is because I was seeing all this news about how justice league, dark apocalypse war came out just not too long ago. And apparently that's like their culmination of all they've been working up to for all these years, doing these movies sort of like infinity war was for Marvel just in their, their animated universe. So now you can go watch like the whole slew and get like a nice overarching story with cool individual storylines. Pretty fun.
2: Um, I wanted to mention actually, speaking of um, universes in terms of superhero stuff, I sent out like a couple weeks ago, there is uh, what's called a Stan Lee supercut of all of the Marvel Universe movies. Up until I think in um, Infinity War, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's ten different films that are kind of like components, parts, and pieces of all of the movies, and they're anywhere from five to ten hours long. Somebody has like done a supercut of all of them and just kind of chunked everything together so you can watch it. I don't know if that like a ten-hour movie is necessarily a digestible chunk of Marvel Universe, but. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's a little bit. Oh, it's called the Stanley MCU Supercut series. There we go. It's not a good name. No, yeah. that's no, fine. Not really. But like I said, it's cut into ten segments, all of which are anywhere from three to ten hours long. So you know, if you really, really want Oof. to, uh, there are some exclusions. It doesn't include. Captain America stuff from back in the 50s. It doesn't include... Um, uh, what was his girlfriend's name from the movies? Peggy uh, Carter. Peggy. Peggy. It doesn't yeah. include her her show. Um, and it doesn't include the newest stuff like Endgame. But other than that, for that entire segment, 2010 to 2018, you can go watch them all. 10-part series. And Alex, you, you probably have time. I mean, you just watched 14 DC animated yeah. movies.
4: You could probably... you probably knock this out. Yeah, I got probably other priorities, but, you know, <laughs> we'll consider it. Okay, will consider it.
2: Good, good. Uh, well, I did want to mention, um, Alex, when was our last uh, book cast, actually? Or do we have one coming out soon?
4: Uh, first of the month was Steelheart. Our discussion on Steelheart.
2: Steelheart. Okay. Uh, well, make sure and, you uh, check that out, um, and we'll be doing we're... a new one.
4: We're reading The Rise of Kyoshi right now, and that will be out the 1st of June. Cool.
2: Yeah, make sure you check those out. Also, if you are, for some reason, listening to this podcast and you are in video game world, you deal with video games, you're part of a studio, uh, whatever, and you just are like, you know what? Yeah, let me go talk to some podcast guys that have no idea what they're doing. Let us know. We'd love to do another community
4: episode. Community cast. We know what we're doing. Owen oh, What How do they let us know?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> they can tweet me. They can they can they can um, there's an email address in there. No, there's there a website. Is, yeah. They can go to our website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a form. You fill out the form, you yep. will email me. Yep. Done. Got What's it. What's the website?
4: We really uh, need to shoot. get our horizon.com Shoot. On calls to action here. <laughs> mm. What? We look at it.
2: like we knew what we were doing.
4: We, we are the just... Oh,
2: thanks, man. I, I said that. Thanks, yeah, folks, but it was yeah.
4: probably over overridden by other people talking at the same time. just want <sighs> to make fair. sure. Yeah. We are the At We Are Which the Which nobody's going to do now after witnessing our ineptitude.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will catch you next time. Thank you. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCausland, Jake John Fetterkile, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts, as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.